0: Good afternoon. It is December 11th, 2023. You're listening to a little called A, a little Call B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Fisher. How are we doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? The Patriots won, and they scored. They scored over 20 points.
1: That it was so many points. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I was having trouble keeping up. You know, I haven't had to, uh, you know, count all the all the touchdowns and all the points in a while. Bailey Zappi looked like he, uh, he he was legit in that first half. I uh I, I, I know you we know, are were tanking and you're supposed to want to lose, but man, when you win it is just so much more fun than just taking the taking the L.
0: I didn't watch a single second of the game. You you bugged me about it all all night, keeping me updated with the score, and I I refused to buy in because I didn't want the disappointment of it, as well as I knew it wasn't gonna be rewarded by what I assumed would be a good game. It actually turned out to be somewhat tight of a game. I, I I'm not what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be excited about this? What what I like this is This is the trap that a whole bunch of teams have fallen into where they have a quarterback who has success towards the end of the year and they feel like, oh, this will be our guy. Imagine how much better he'll be next year with a whole offseason and a new coaching staff and and another year under his belt and blah, blah, blah. I am sorry I'm not buying into the the joy of of victory. It is nice that the Patriots won. It is nice that I picked them and was able to get a win out of that. But that's where where it ends. There's no other joy to this at all. This, This is a miserable game with miserable offenses that, that just happened to happen on a Thursday night while there were so many other things going on. I'll take the win, but w- I mean, what are we taking away? I mean, what you, is Zappy our guy? Is, is that what we're supposed to be doing? Should I, what are you a Jersey?
1: Oh no, we, we still, we still need to need a quarterback, but it's just, it's way more fun to win than to lose, especially in a game that you, I, I thought that we weren't really even going to be competitive in. We haven't scored a touchdown in games, haven't scored, uh, you know, over, over 10 points in games. So just, uh, you know, put up some stats was just nice to see, you know, like how a, uh, you know, a competent football team is uh, supposed to operate, especially against the team that they actually wanted to win. They were at home, uh, you know, had the backup in and even, you know, had to go even, even farther down the, uh, the path there. Cause they were having having trouble, but I think it's just, you know, it's just a nice little, it was a nice little surprise. You know, we don't have to make everything about, Hey, how is this going to impact us for the next decade? It's just like, you no, know you know what, going into the weekend, it was just nice. Nice to start with a win.
0: Well, I, I think I know it is going to drastically affect us for the next decade because it, we had positioned ourselves, which I wasn't thrilled about. Like I I'm still for a winning culture. I, I don't want the tanking thing to really get promoted too loud. But at this point, like we, we have naturally tanked already like let's just let it happen we're very close to getting a high draft pick of which could change and alter the next 10 years so when you say I don't want to do that it's like well we got to be careful every game now that we win really could alter our next 10 years uh, because we don't have a quarterback and then this in this this offensive bug that we've had where we don't score touchdowns it's going across the league we are not the only team having this problem and Pittsburgh as you mentioned has just as many problems as we do but it's nice to have touchdowns i will i will applaud you on that that, that was it that was fun to say hey new england patriots scored multiple touchdowns tonight because that has not happened a whole lot this game and i don't know if it's gonna happen a whole lot going forward we'll get to we'll get to our picks with with new england for now let's just kick off this past week i had some success the previous week i'm catching up a little bit i i, I took some chances the I don't, know how, I don't know how else to really state it other than I took some chances because <laughs> so that's that's kind of what it's going to take to come back when there's only one of two options here. And if I, I kind of have to go against you to obviously catch up. So we made up some ground. Are you a little worried that I basically cut your lead in half in one week?
1: I'm not concerned. It was just a matter of time before I was on a I was on a hot streak, and it just it cooled off, but I still have a, a pretty substantial lead. And I just got to, you know, I got to keep it together. You know, you you made some swings and they went in your favor, but I think I just, you know, I, I can't let you let you rattle me and also try to go, go crazy. Just, you know, stick with the, you know, with the path. The past month, it's been going well. Just last week was just not as as good as I uh, as I have been doing. So I'm going to stick with what I'm doing and uh, I think I'll be uh, in the driver's seat to win this.
0: I think this, this week is a gauntlet of traps. I think even the more obvious choices aren't nearly as obvious as you want them to be and there's a ton of 50-50 calls based on just what happened the past week or whatever your current opinion is. We've had, obviously, a long enough sample size of of all of these teams to have a pretty good idea of what they are. But on a week-to-week basis, it, this, is, this is challenging. All right, kicking it off on Thursday here, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs looks like he is going to be out with a knee injury. Samir White, that's the running back you want to pick up this week because the Chargers' defense is just not good. As well as they had their own injury. This guy, uh, uh, was it Herbert? Some, something. Hebert. so The, the quarterback. Herbert, yeah. The, the quarterback for the Chargers. Uh, he broke his finger. As if the season from hell couldn't get any worse. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing going forward. They did not win this past week. They lost to the Denver Broncos, who remain hot. And while the Raiders didn't win, they also didn't score. They only lost by three to Minnesota. So I don't, I don't know whether you want to look at that as a, as a bright side or not. Whether... You held them to only three. That was a miserable game of which the entire broadcast is talking about how, well, we've never had a 0-0 tie. How boring of a broadcast does it have to be if that is like the main pitch of the, the whole Excitement. game? The whole game is that, hey, we've never had a 0-0. Just hold on to your seats, folks. Like, oh, man. I say that because one of these teams has to win this week. And I'm telling you how their last two weeks went. And I'm telling you what the injuries are going forward. Well, I don't know what the argument is towards either team. You historically have gone against the Chargers we are just going against the Chargers. I'm very curious to see if you're going to go against them this week with the Raiders. I'm going to stick with the Chargers. I don't have a very good argument for why. I just felt like they got a little bit more of an offensive rhythm with whoever their backup was by the end of the game. Wasn't a great handoff, but I think with the whole week, they he'll have at least some success. I mean, the Raiders didn't score last week, and Minnesota was hardly even good. How could you pick the Raiders? But go ahead, impress me right now. I'm going with the Chargers. Who you got?
1: This is easy. The Chargers are playing against a different team. You pick the other team. I'm going with the Raiders. The Raiders are at home. Oh boy! Just every week, every week another quarterback goes down. It's not like Herbert has been late in the world on fire, but he's at least you know maybe in the you know the average to you know potential above average category. And now we're going to do his backup. Do you know the name of the backup for the for the Chargers who came in?
0: No, I'm already trying to forget the starter's name. How why would I know the backup's name?
1: His name is Easton Stick. Now, I don't know if they still are around, but when I was a kid, I had a hockey stick and the name brand was Easton. So it's like, this seems like something you, you would make up. This doesn't sound like a like a real player. And then you have the, you know, the Raiders are going with uh, Aiden O'Connell. It's not even like at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have known these guys. A, a month ago, I'd never heard of these guys. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking through, but we are just getting so many injuries at the quarterback level and you know, Dobbs had his run, but I think we're kind of seeing there's a reason these guys are backups and they're not starters, just because we only see these guys when they get to play, you know, very small sample size. The coaches are actually watching them at practice, and there's a reason that they're not getting more more time. It's because they're not as good as the starters. So this is only going to continue to have these games be, be, be rougher. Uh, I just want to correct one thing. There have been zero zero ties previously, but the last one was during World War II. So there's been quite a uh, quite an amount of time. This was the latest uh, a team had scored to avoid a tie. You know, in, I'm gonna call it the, the, the modern era. So I, it, it would just it would have been so ugly. And I'm glad that there were there were some points. Uh, I think a lot of people were rooting for the tie, but I, I think that would have uh, that would not have been great. So just end end the game, end uh, the game, make make it over.
0: All right. So you're you're so anti Chargers that you're going with a team that didn't score last week. And lost a game three to zero. What do you think Correct. the score of this game will be on Thursday? By the way, this just to just to mix it up even more, this is going to be a Thursday game. Everyone's coming off a short week. Good luck.
1: Raiders sixteen, Chargers six.
0: And yeah, I'm not. I, I hopefully there's a basketball on that game. Well, maybe watch some college. All right, moving along to the next game. We got some Saturday games. None of that college amateur stuff anymore. Time to watch some real amateurs in the professional level here, with the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, just a, just a story of wins. They won three nothing Minnesota. I, I'm not sure if that's momentum. I'm not sure if this is the reason to buy back into Dobbs or move on to Mullins or do whatever they need to do. But they did get the win, and at this point they're seven and six, and so is Cincinnati. And if you're Cincinnati, I actually thought Browning's looked pretty good at the quarterback position. He has just as many weapons as as Burrow had. I mean, I don't think he'll ever be quite as good as Burrow, but this isn't the worst team that he's taking over here. And and I, and I kind of like what he's doing. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati at home. Again, it's really hard to to pick anything positive. I don't know how you managed to pick the Raiders after what I saw last week. And it's the same thing with Minnesota. That, that's not a win you get to brag about or you're going to be telling everyone else about. It is one of your seven, which is impressive, and I think there's still a Their season's not over yet. I I still think Minnesota could still make some noise here. We're gonna get to Detroit eventually, but I'm I'm riding with Cincinnati this week, and let's see what Jake Browning's got. One more week. Who you got?
1: I am also going with the Bengals. I liked what Browning was doing. He was out there, (laughs) a couple, couple of touchdowns. Didn't look uh, absolutely terrible, and you know, got the win against the Colts in kind of dominant fashion. And the the Colts have uh, they, they they've beat they've beat some teams so you know, they've had their backup for a while, but you know, at this point Mincho Minchu is the guy. So I, I think I, uh, I think I've probably picked the Colts going into it thinking, Hey, they're bringing in a you know backup. How could this possibly work? But yeah, they, they, they were in good shape. And I, I agree with what you're saying that they have, uh, they, they have the weapons they have, uh, Mixon, you know, they got the wide receivers. So as long as he could just be competent and, you know, not make big mistakes, you know, I think, I think that they should be able to beat the, the Vikings because it, uh, you know, it sure looks like the Dobbs era is is over. So, once again, if you're going from backup you traded for for a new backup, yeesh, maybe, maybe, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Bengals.
0: Yeah, I think we've been a little too hard on Dobbs, and it, it maybe that it was the the trading. They traded an asset, basically, for him, but you traded for a backup, and you didn't give him, you know, an off season a play Like, there's just I, – I don't know if I would sell Dobbs this quickly. I, I'm not – entirely shocked that that it's not working out immediately right now but and i don't even know if he should be the guy they, they, they use going forward but I, I just wouldn't sell him short I, I think i we have seen enough with him just you know look at the circumstances he'd walked into in both situations it, it's it's not great i, I think if you give it a little bit more time there, there might still be something there uh, all right moving on another saturday game pittsburgh steelers at the annapolis colts pittsburgh lost to new england last week i you want to be anti Chargers? I'm I'm anti anyone who loses to the Patriots. Like I am just I'm out on Pittsburgh. Indianapolis struggled against I think was a decent team and a pretty good showing in Browning and the Bengals this past week. So I'm I'm going with Indianapolis at home. I think they'll bounce back. I, I just feel like I could trust them so much more than Pittsburgh. Who who wins every close game but they lost one to the Patriots. That, that makes no sense to me. But that's that's a seven and six Pittsburgh Steelers who are visiting the seven and six Indianapolis Colts. It is amazing to me that these records of these teams are, are, I can't believe these teams have, a, have as many wins as they do. I mean, I understand someone has to win every week, but I can't believe these teams have seven wins. I'm going with Indy. Who you got?
1: I am also going with uh, with Indy. I think that Indy uh, should be able to handle this. Being at home, Pittsburgh did not look good. Uh, anytime your team or your, your fans are clamoring for you to put Mason Rudolph in, it means the guy you're starting is just having a having a rough rough day, and that is what Mitch Trubisky did. Uh, just a little nugget to throw in here. You were mentioning before about how you know what pick we have, and you know you number one versus number two. Mitch Trubisky was drafted number two, so I'd be careful on thinking, hey, if we lose all these games and it's miserable, we're gonna draft the savior. That doesn't always work out that way. Uh, so, yeah, I I don't think whether it's Mitch or Mason Rudolph that they're gonna be able to to get any traction. So yeah, give me give me uh, give me the mustache. All
0: right, next Saturday game. Denver Broncos at the Detroit Lions. I think it's officially time to hit the panic button in Detroit. This is not going in the right direction and I don't think there's a whole lot they can do to stop it and I think the buzzsaw is going to continue and that they're going to run into the Denver Broncos who are also seven and six. They won last week against the very unimpressive Chargers but I think they can win this game. I, I think Detroit has a ton of flaws defensively. I'm not sure what What do they have going for them at this point? They just got pretty much embarrassed by the Chicago Bears this past week. What is there to like about Detroit, and why would you pick them this week? I'll take Denver on the road. Who you got?
1: I'm going with the Lions. Never too high, never too low. I think uh, they're just having trouble staying focused, but when they do lock in, like that first quarter against the Saints, so I think against the the Broncos at home, I think they realize if they don't get their act together they're not going to make the playoffs and this start to the year that was really good for them is just going to be for for naught so I think they're going to get there. they their act together they're going to focus and they'll they're going to get a win this week
0: the, the lack of focus is it it's almost like they they should have known the Bears were coming in because honestly the Bears should have beat them a couple weeks ago they should have had that they should have gotten swept by the Bears they're lucky that they, it was only one so they should have been ready for this week knowing that that they just got lucky they got by and they still the lack of focus and so they just didn't feel like they took it seriously but panic time I, I'm very worried about Detroit that is a sinking ship right now I was high on them earlier I thought the offense looked pretty steady and I just thought they would outscore certain teams I never imagined that a team like Chicago would be able to outscore them I just thought with the weapons that they have and, and just kind of the offense they've had the whole year it just would have worked a whole lot better all right moving on what do we got Sunday games now yep Sunday first Sunday game here Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns Bears. Bears got a win. Here we go. Five and eight. There's still a chance here. I kind of liked what I saw last uh, last week right here with with Fields. I know that there's a whole lot of drama, what the future holds for him and that it feels like it's crunch time for him. They're five and eight. They have a chance. I don't think there should be expectations on them getting in. But I do think that they can win and steal some games and really play some spoilers here. I don't think they're going to get done this week, though. I think Joe Flacco's got just enough in him, just enough in him. That there's something about the maturity of Flacco that I wish he might have had maybe a couple years ago, and he still would have been in the league. It was good, just good enough, and I think he'll be just good enough to de- defeat the Bears here. I, I I just I'm buying into Cleveland a little bit more and trusting them a little bit more than Detroit. I think you can make all the same arguments, but I'm buying into old man Flacco over whatever the Bears are. Who you got?
1: I'm also going with the Bears. I, or not with the bears. With the with, I'm going with the Browns. I'm going with the Browns. I like what also like what uh, Flacco's been doing and I think it's just the the Bears won last week. This seems like a prime spot for hey yeah, you know, could make the playoffs if you know, you know everything goes our way and you know, just got a big win, but I think that they're they're an up and down team. So don't fall in love with an up and down team, especially when they're up. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns.
0: All right, next game, Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have one win. Atlanta has six wins. I'll go with Atlanta on the road. Who you got? I'm going with Atlanta. They
1: are just continually struggling, but the Panthers are in tank mode. So once again, it just, the Falcons are, I feel like almost every other week are just handed teams. That's like, Hey, just play like a decent game and you can get the W. And they just slap, slap your hand away and say, no, no. So, this one I think even even they're not gonna be able to to, 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 to bumble this one.
0: What's the score of this game? Um
1: twenty-four
0: fourteen. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's a way better game than I thought it would be. All right, this next game I think it's going to be one of the bigger games of the week and it's not gonna be attractive, it's not gonna be appealing, but I think the winner of this game, their entire season is like altered. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers will play Monday night football tonight at the New York Giants, so a little bit of unfinished business for their past week here. But going forward, they're six and six. They'll be facing the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just got a win against the Atlanta Falcons, who are the most unpredictable team. I think I've gotten every Atlanta pick wrong every week. Like that's just <laughs> continuous. And I, I was impressed with Tampa Bay. I think we all kind of like Baker. I think the that Evans and and uh, Godwin over there are excellent receivers, and they're just weapons that you just have to find a way to use them, and then they're finding ways. I thought Rashad White had some pretty good weeks here. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, but you know, if Green Bay comes out firing tonight, and, and I ex- totally expect them to almost embarrass the Giants, which isn't going to be hard to do. I, I could be altered. I, I could really adjust to this, but right now I'm feeling Tampa based on what I just saw from Baker yesterday, and I think there's a little bit more urgency and a little bit more capability with that. I, I'm still not trusting and kind of in denial on Jordan Love, despite him really – not giving me a whole lot to knock on him the past weeks, but who you got? I'm going with Jordan Love,
1: going with the Packers, sight unseen tonight, win or lose. I'm, I'm sticking with them. I think that they'll be able to, to beat the Buccaneers. I, I, I like what Love has been doing. I think he's kind of building, and I think that he's going to continue and that he could, you know, turn into something that... Is uh, more of a, a long term play where I think coming into the year it was still still kind of shaky. It's it's not one hundred percent, but I think it's it's headed in the in the in the right direction. Uh, speaking of uh, them playing tonight, why why do we have two Monday night games tonight?
0: No, no idea. I, it's we can get into some. I of the, will ask you why, why are they at the same time? Question.
1: Why are they at the exact yeah. same time? <laughs>
0: like,
1: I I get at the beginning of the year they did some of the the, the Monday night and they wanted to do like they wanted to give it some some of it to, to ABC and ESPN wanted to do it with with ESPN plus but they still want to keep their normal ESPN games so I it's like okay you're going to have two games i, I prefer just to just have the one uh, but okay if you're going to do two I, it, it, it's football fine i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it but i just don't get you put them on at the same time people want to watch all the football but if you like you and i are in this like teeny tiny percentage of people that have multiple uh, screens so can actually watch these at the same time But most people, you can only put one on. It's like you couldn't even offset it a half an hour or 45 minutes so at least when one's at halftime, you could switch the other game. It's like, no, these are both going to be at the two-minute warning pretty much at the same time. They're going to be at halftime at pretty much at the same time. And, I mean, you want good games, but if they're both good games going down the stretch, you're going to miss one. And it just – I I don't understand.
0: I I was going to save all this, but this is is pretty related to the NBA's current week scheduling with the the in-season tournament and all that and having – a complete day off of no basketball. When later in the season, like not even far down the road in the season, they're gonna have teams playing back to backs or or three games before, like all that stuff's gonna start happening. And here we just had basically a tournament day, a championship tournament day, where only two teams played, and it didn't count towards either of their records, and none of the other teams played. Followed by an entire day where none of the teams played again. Like I, I, I don't understand the reasoning for all that. And, and I under- now
1: there's 13 games tonight.
0: And I, and I want to say the reason that they did do the, the days and the scheduling of all that where they had both the games in Vegas, so you're using the same court, so that's why the one game was really earlier in the, in the semis and the other one after it was, was when it was after, but they were scared to go against football is really the reality of it because of the scheduling going out. They didn't want to go on Sunday. What, what's funny to me is that there are other teams and other sports and other programming just across the whole world of whatever media you're in, into that doesn't want to go against football, yet football will go against football because because why i don't know like that's that seems crazy to me that they would put these two games on at the same time and then tell everyone the exact same time and then tell everyone you have to watch all these and it, there's no real good way to it there's no red zone tonight they gave us that channel because all the games are on at one o'clock and all the games are at four o'clock on sunday and that we needed a channel to show us everything else that was going on this is this is a step backwards i'm not sure who's getting the advantage of the scheduling out of all this if if that's why it fell into this that I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's, I don't know who's benefiting it's from It's one of
1: this. the, it's one of the best modern scheduling is the NCAA tournament. Uh, staggering their starts. I don't know. They said, I think they started like the five, like past like five to 10 years. It used to be pretty much like, they just like football. Like everything starts, you know, was at you know, 12 or 1230 and you had four games and then, you know, in two hours, two and a half hours, you had four more games starting. And then they said, Hey, you know, what'd be cool is if you could watch all of the endings so this just seems—it just seems like such an easy fix. I'm not saying that you have to have one at four o'clock where people are still, you know, at work, and then the other one starts afterwards. I'm just saying just offset it a- at least a half an hour, if not an hour. I think a seven fifteen and an eight fifteen start. I think that would have been fine. I've... Especially, I—I I, I don't know if we're we're in standard leagues or not, but this is the last regular season for fantasy. So there's a bunch of people that extra want to watch both of these games because they probably have players on in in the different games to find out if they're going to, to to the fantasy playoffs or not.
0: Do you know what channels the games will be on tonight? Are they even accessible? Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. So it's a uh, standard uh, ESPN Monday night, and then uh, the other one is a split between. Uh, if you you could watch it either on ABC or on ESPN Plus.
0: Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. No. That's that's best case scenario. At least you get. Two basic channels of ABC and ESPN, and not exclusively on Prime or no, Plus NFL, or, network. or Network or yeah, no, nothing like that. Well, I want—I I mean, I feel like I could continue on with the scheduling thing because you, you talk about scheduling in the same time. How about these games actually happening on time in the NBA? Well, I'll, I'll save that. I know you got to take on all that. We'll we'll, we'll get to basketball Ugh. eventually, but I'm 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 warming you up already. Right? Which well, yeah. is you know what grinds my gears? Let's, let's let's yeah, let's get. I'll let you know. Let's get through this. Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. The Texans this past week lost to the New York Jets and lost to Zach Wilson, who is back and looked as good as ever in a 30 to 6 victory. CJ Stroud does not look like he's going to be playing going forward, at least for this week. I don't have a whole lot of things to say about Tennessee with them playing Monday night football tonight at the Miami Dolphins, but not the sexiest four and eight team. And I was really into Houston and losing tank Dell. I thought was huge the past week and. I picked a team – I made an argument earlier that I could pick a team that lost to the Patriots. I don't think I could pick a team that lost to the Jets. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I don't feel great about it, especially they're probably going to get destroyed by Miami tonight and make even less of an argument for themselves. But I don't like what I saw out of Houston this past week. And if they're going to play like that, they're not going to beat Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee at home. Who you got?
1: Give me Tennessee at home. No CJ Stroud. I don't like it yeah just give, give me the Titans
0: next game New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins Dolphins hosting my, uh, Monday night football tonight to the Tennessee Titans I, I don't yeah I'll take Miami I mean the Jets Zach Wilson look great it would be an awesome win for them if he was able to just knock off Miami and then I don't even know what his future is like is he is he playing for another job he's not playing for this job I, I I'll take Miami at home I'm I'm just fascinated by the Zach Wilson thing. What what do you think that has for a future?
1: I I think he's just a backup. I think that that's gonna be his role as a is is a, a backup somewhere.
0: A lot of them got to play this year, so you you got to really choose these backups wisely. I imagine going forward, this this seems like every team in the league should have been ready to play a backup at this point of the year. Like there's probably like four teams in the league that haven't had someone else at least take a snap. Whether it was concussion and injury, the suspension, (laughs) poor poor play, yeah, poor play, plenty of that. All right. Anyways, we both got Miami in that one right. Moving on. That's my lock. Lock of the week. Lock it in. Next game: New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans was able to defeat Carolina. Nothing super crazy about that. The Giants are probably gonna be an interesting game against the Packers. I don't think that they'll win. They're at four and eight at this point in the season. New Orleans, the, the Everything's still up in their own control to some degree, right? right. They're six and seven; they can still win the division. It's nothing to brag about, but it's very much a possibility in their grasp. I don't know if Carr is the one to do it. I'm not entirely sure why they keep going forward with him, and what's so bad about Jameis as well as why that they're stuck with both of these options and they don't like either of them. That seems even more frustrating. But I'll take New Orleans just reluctantly. Who you got?
1: I'm going with the Saints. Uh, just, I don't trust the, the, the Giants at all. Uh, I, I don't know how many ribs, uh, Derek Carr has got broken right now, but I, I think that he's going to gonna continue to, to just persevere. So yeah, give me the Saints.
0: Next game Kansas city chiefs at the new England Patriots chiefs coming off a loss to the Buffalo bills of which there was an incredible game winning play potential that was then called back for a, Offensive wide receiver offsides, of which everybody seems to be upset about, and I understand how simple and easy of a rule it is to ignore, and that there are rules constantly throughout an NFL game of, of you know how many times do you want to call holding? You can call it every play if you if you really want to do, you could really do it. But I just thought this was so guilty that you can't even argue it. Like he's clearly offsides. It's a very, very, very easy thing to not do. And he just panicked in a, in a big, critical moment. I, I think it's a lot more of the receiver not being cautious and losing focus at, at one of the most important times. I feel so shorted on how awesome the play made me feel to then just reel it all back was like, oh. I Because I, I got real excited for it. It was an incredible lateral. It came out of nowhere. There's no way any coach ever told Kelsey to do that. He just did it. And it worked. I I I, I I'm just. What do you What were your thoughts on it? Like you, I was shocked was, at the complaining was, after.
1: I don't even know if you can. I mean, yes, it, it was a lateral. But when I think of a lateral, I think of you know little underhand, you know little short pass, you know five yards max. That he tossed it, <laughs> like it was an overhand throw, you know backwards legal and everything. And that's the thing too with this specific play, of clearly offsides. All right, yep, that gets called, but. The thing too is you're getting the penalty you're not even gaining an advantage when it's a long run and there's a hold it's like okay well if you didn't hold the guy would have made the tackle the play doesn't happen where this if he is the six inches back to be on sides he still makes the play like he didn't really gain advantage being right there uh I I it just like how how do you line up off sides it's one of like the simplest things you learn it right early on and as a wide receiver when you're on the outside you can look at the referee, and usually the referee will help you. Now, the the Chiefs fans are all saying, "Oh, you know, he looked at the ref, and you know, ref said he was good." And I don't think that happened. But it's not on the ref to, to tell him, like if he's offsides, to yell at him to be like, "Hey, you know, you gotta get back, you gotta get back." It's only as like a confirmation if you look over. Usually, you can, you know, you could see where he's standing, and that's kind of part of it too, because the 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 judge there stands right on on the line, so you could see. Ooh, if I'm looking not at least a little bit ahead of me to see him, then I'm, I'm off sides. And you, you line up like that, like every, every play, every play you line up. So I, I don't know why he didn't confirm it with the, you know, with the referee, but it, it, it was a cool play. But I, I, I'm, I was glad that on replay that it was very clear. It wasn't a incorrect call by, by the officials. It was the correct call Uh, and just, I feel like the uh, the wide receivers are just continually losing the, the Chiefs games in a variety of ways now.
0: This was an unbelievable way to lose this game because it was an unbelievable way to win the game. It, w- it was like, – like, Buffalo needed this win more than them, and they might have gotten the Chiefs at a good week, and I think you could make an argument the Patriots are getting the Chiefs at a good week right now too. You know, that they, I, that was just disheartening. I, I felt all the energy just get deflated out of the, the whole the whole team after that and then it's i i understand how simple as it feels it feels like a lane violation for for a free throw in basketball which they almost never call and they could call every single time but at the same time it's also a really easy rule to not break it, to with no yep. advantage of, of doing like you said it, it's uh, it's crazy but unfortunately the patriots are are, are facing them this week and they'll, they'll uh They'll reward the Chiefs. i will take the Chiefs at the road on the road. I mean, what are we, we gonna win streak here for the Patriots? What, what are you thinking?
1: I don't see a path on how we can how we can continue to uh, to score enough points. We had a little outburst last week, but I think that the, the the Chiefs, even with them making the mistakes, their margin uh, of error against us is pretty big. So they can make some of those mistakes that they couldn't against the Bills, and they'll 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 get away with it. So there's a there's a real reason that they flex this for the first time out of Monday night on into just the general mix of uh one PM games. So that'll be nice and hidden from everybody else.
0: I, I didn't even want to bring it up. Do you wanna you wanna explain exactly what that means? That that a Patrick Mahomes game was rescheduled?
1: Not just a Patrick Mahomes game. A Taylor Swift game. There it's possible that Taylor Swift was gonna be at Gillette. She performed at Gillette over uh over the summer, knows where it is, and They said, no, the Patriots are so bad. This is going to be such a terrible game that we don't want Patrick Mahomes. We don't want Kelsey. We don't want Taylor Swift on Monday Night Football. We would like anything else. Kind of surprised by that because if it is a terrible game, there's going to be more downtime. You could spend more time showing Taylor Swift, which seems to be what they want to do. And they said, nope, not worth it. No, we don't think people will watch.
0: They're not wrong. I, I'm a Patriot fan, and I don't think I'm going to really be watching. Or at least I'll be watching for Taylor a hell of a lot more than for anything from the Patriots. Moving on, Washington Commanders at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a sneaky team. I, I, I like a lot of the things they do. It was a tough-fought loss against Baltimore in overtime, which just ends in an explosion of a kickoff that was just a ton of energy and really fun to see live. I think they easily could have won the game, though. I, I think that the, the Rams haven't had a, the most success this year. Their, their offense at times feels like it's very one-dimensional with Puka, but I saw Cup catch a couple touchdowns this week and last week. I, I think they're on to something with Kyron Williams being healthy. I wouldn't want to face this team going forward. I think this is a very sneaky and dangerous team. I don't think they'll have any problems against the Washington Commanders. I will take the Los Angeles Rams and lock it in this week. We you got?
1: I will also be going with the Rams. Uh I think Aaron Donald is going to feast on uh the Washington QB. Whoever whoever they throw out there, it does not matter. That guy's in trouble. All
0: right. Speaking of trouble, next game, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Niners look great. Um, th- whoever they're facing is in trouble. Car- uh, this Arizona team's in a lot of trouble. I'll take the Niners, who you got?
1: I'm also going with the Niners. They, they just look like head and shoulders above above the other teams right now. So I, I see no way that the uh, the Cardinals are going to sneak up on them.
0: A lot of offensive sophistication going on there. Just, just a lot of dominance. All right, next game, Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tight game for Baltimore this past week, winning in overtime. But they got the job done. They seem to always kind of find a way to do that. I think that Jacksonville – I mean, I didn't think Lawrence was going to play this week. I assumed – that it just, just, I just didn't think it was going to work, right? I, and then he played, and they, they had a chance to win, and, and that seemed just crazy to me. I, I I think that that's just a ticking time bomb for that to go wrong. I'm going to take Baltimore. How how are you picking Jacksonville? Go go ahead. Explain that to me how you would, because I don't know how I would. I'll take Baltimore. Who you got?
1: I'm also going with the Ravens. Was was uh, super surprised that Trevor Lawrence got cleared to play. It, it was less than a week ago that – he was hobbling off and was super weird that he didn't have a car. And then we found out afterwards that he said he didn't want a car. And then that seemed like prime opportunity for some trainer to say, hey, this isn't a you decision. This is a, you know, about the team. You have to take a cart. You can't be walking on a bad ankle. This is not a let's show how tough we are. Everybody gets in the cart when they're hurt. Like you were hurt. So very surprised that uh, that he was going to play. But, yes, I'm going with the Ravens. I like what Lamar's doing. Odell is looking an Awfully quick out there. So, yes, I will take the the Ravens on the road, even with Trevor Lawrence playing.
0: I can't believe really play. I didn't think – I'm not saying I didn't think it was tough, but I saw the ankle – like, the whole leg, like, bends the wrong way the game – like, last week. It wasn't that long ago. And then I assumed that even if he was out there, it was like, he's not going to have any mobility. He's just going to get drilled. And, and Cleveland has a, has a decent pass rush when they want to. And I, I didn't think he would survive it. And he, not only did he survive it, he, he played good enough to win that game – and and I think a lot of other teams wish that they had even banged up Trevor Lawrence starting for them this past week. So Yeah. Uh good for him, good for them. And I, I wish him luck, but Baltimore's a pretty good team, and I, I don't think that they're gonna be able to push their luck against that. All right, last game, Philadelphia Eagles. No,
1: you missed you uh, you, you missed one. Uh Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills.
0: Oh, I wrote him down wrong. That's why. All right, Dallas Cowboys at the Buffalo Bills. I'm going with Dallas. I, I like what Buffalo did, but I also feel like they could have easily lost to Kansas City. They're they're very dangerous, Buffalo, but I, I think Dallas is just in a rhythm at this point that good luck. I think this should be a really good game. I'm excited for it, but I, I'll I'll take the Cowboys. I I think that they're just in a rhythm at this point, depending on your opinion of what you thought of Philly, which I, I didn't think they were perfect, but I thought they were a pretty good team, and they just kind of got stomped by Dallas. So uh, good luck for Buffalo. Uh, who you got?
1: I'm going with Buffalo. I think uh especially after after the last win, uh just a lot of Dallas talk, a lot of deck for MVP, a lot of Super Bowl talk and just a lot of, you know, the the train uh, is getting on the tracks and it's starting to go pretty fast. And uh the Bills, you know, they've had their, their their struggles this year, but I think when they're in these these big games like we saw against uh against the Chiefs, they they still got the 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 weapons uh and if they put it all together, they can figure it out. If Josh Allen doesn't do too many stupid things it just kind of keeps it simple just don't don't do stupid things josh then you, you'll, you'll you'll be okay so i think they're that also have to remember we are getting deep into december these, these bills games we could have snow it's going to get cold coming up from dallas that weather is going to be a, a little bit different than what they're having down down there in texas so give me uh, give me the bills practicing in, in the cold all week getting all ready for it
0: i'll give you this you're not hitting 60-yard field goals outdoors in Buffalo, like that's that's not happening. But this guy, this kicker for for the Dallas Cowboys, who is a rookie kicker, this is his first year in the NFL. It is his second year playing football. He was for what was, what was it, Canadian League last year? It was it was USFL, some, something. One of the one of the other like alternative leagues, and at least are somewhere somewhere far, not too far away. But he's only had two years of being a field goal kicker. He's a soccer player. He was drafted. I think he played club and was almost went to the league, blah, 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 all that, but now now he's a kicker, and in a game yesterday he kicked a 60-yarder and a 59-yarder and converted all of them. He hasn't missed a kick all year. Like, I, I just think this is a weapon. You know, we talk about Justin Tucker for Baltimore all the time. This, this is a huge weapon to have, where if you're indoors, I imagine, and down three, you really don't have to go that far to at least have a chance. I, I like having that weapon in my back pocket. I, I hope he continues to to do that cuz i think it's so ballsy of an offense too especially a good offense to say we're willing to not even go for it we're willing to have the kicker go for it i it's it's crazy to me i i, I don't know the whole story is wild but I, I don't know i guess you don't really want to talk about soccer though right <laughs> i'm
1: this, this this is great this is great he had the opportunity to play soccer and we stole him away and said hey man play football that's way cooler and so he's like all right cool i'll do that like i love if we could steal more soccer players to play football
0: all right, last game. Philadelphia Eagles at the Seattle Seahawks. You know, despite not having Geno Smith and Drew Locke playing, Seattle actually put up a pretty decent game against a very dominant Niners team. And I think if there was ever a week to catch the Eagles, th- this might be it. I don't like what Philly Philadelphia's defenses look like, and I'm curious to see if Seattle could put up enough points to, to make this a game and maybe even steal this a game. But I, I just imagine Philly's going to get back on track they're ten and three, and if Seattle maybe had Geno, I think they'd have a better chance. But uh, I'll take Philly on the road. Who you got?
1: I am getting crazy. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I just think the Eagles are in a little bit of a little bit of a spiral right now, and I think that the the Seahawks can play real tough. You got the 12th man there, and I think if they are not all the way back, they uh, they could have some trouble. They talked a bunch of trash to the 49ers and got spanked, and then I think they talked less trash to the, uh, to the Cowboys, but they got beat down twice on national TV, both times. So I think that's sticking in, uh, in a lot of people's minds, maybe it's sticking in my mind too much, but, uh, this was my kind of get a little, get a little crazy. So uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks.
0: I see if they'd had even the slightest bit of success the last couple weeks, I would go with Seattle. I'd be like, Oh, they're going to let off the gas a little bit. You know, they just beat Dallas who everyone thought they were good. It's in the division. They could feel good going into this week. I think this is, that was the wake-up call was the last two weeks. Right? They got slapped around. They're alert. They're ready. I think if, if this was a trap game in some form that Seattle have a way better chance, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. But should be an interesting Monday night game depending on which one of them you watch because they're going to be on at the same time. But fantasy heroes and zeros. We had but some good players. We,
1: uh, just before we go to that, uh, I'm not sure if, if you noticed, but they, for the tiebreaker, it's the Monday night game. So since the Monday night game got swapped, that tiebreaker is still the score of the chiefs uh, Patriots game.
0: I did not notice that. And I am going to change it immediately because that is not yeah. the score. I am. I, I think Seattle Phillies, I put, think I put 56 down for that. I need to change that immediately. That Yes. The Patriots are going to get 56 in the, in the year. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's a helpful hit for you. And for anybody else listening that, uh, yeah, it's normally that last game, so you just lock it in. I just happened to notice that it said, "Wait a minute, that's uh, that's not the Monday Night game anymore." So they did not switch that.
0: Oh man, but good yes, catch! Yes, while you
1: <laughs> while you switch that, I can go through uh, your fantasy heroes and your fantasy zeros. Starting with the fantasy zeros, just talked about them. Jalen Hurts, rough day. Uh, wide receivers, we had Gabe Davis. Uh, you know, Bills getting in the win, but an actual zero from Gabe Davis. That's not good. I just whoof. Somehow got lucky in my fantasy league, and I had him in the starting lineup. And then, then that kind of last-minute fantasy tinkering, I took him out. Uh, Jamar Chase and Amon Saint Amon, Amon Ross Saint Brown uh, for the fantasy heroes. Lamar Jackson, wide receivers. We have DJ Moore. We have Odell Long. fantasy zero. Finally back on top. Cooper Cup, Drake London, Debo at running back. We have James Cook. We have a Patriot. Whoa. Patriot hero Zeke. We have Brees Hall on the Jets. Can't imagine that he's been a fantasy hero before. For tight ends, we have David uh, Njoku, Evan Ingram, and then for kickers, the guy that you mentioned, Dallas Brandon Aubrey, rookie fantasy hero. I saw a few people uh, tweeting out saying he is a, he is a league winner. You have him. He, he can he can move the needle for you, not just uh, Dallas in real life, but uh, also on your fantasy team.
0: I, and one of my leagues, one of the commissioners, he he's kind of tweaked a lot of the points to a customization, and he's always complained every year that they don't let you do decimal points for the field goals, you know. So if you kick a fifty nine yard field goal, it's still in the fifties, so it only counts as five points. He's like, why should why wouldn't it be worth five point nine? Because it's it's a hell of a lot closer to six than than five, <laughs> and uh, that that's that's just we need we need to make some changes. <laughs> I, I I think what I don't
1: like either is that uh. If you miss a 59-yard field goal, it's the same as missing a 30-yard field goal. It's still a minus one, but the difficulty is completely different. So, I, yes, I am very much on board of the the decimal system as well as if you – I think a lot of them, they just cap out at, at five. But if you click a, kick a 60, it should be six points. Uh,
0: yeah. If, uh, if maybe we haven't had a guy regularly attempting them, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think it easily should be worth – and it, it shouldn't be worth the same as a 50. They make 50s semi-regularly. I mean, it's not a lock that they do it, but 60s – so desperate and such a long shot that I, I do you think that if the Patriots just went all in on, on trading that we would be better off with this kicker than we would be any of our quarterbacks like at least this guy scores points. Oh, well,
1: we do struggle in the red zone, so that would help out with that. But I don't think if you really want to be a good team, you could just go for threes. I mean, we remember that from 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 the glory days. That's how we won. When other teams were going for field goals. We were going for touchdowns.
0: We we don't score nearly enough that I'm I'm just intrigued by building an offense around three points just just something something better We're than just zero. hammering them. All right, moving on here. College basketball season's going on. I don't have a whole lot of good news to report of Michigan State. We get the lucky team of facing Baylor this Saturday. We had a tight game against uh, what was it? Nebraska, Wisconsin. All of these games have been decent. We're just not a good offense. I'm really – you You said the meanest thing last night. You, I, I couldn't believe you said it. And it was seconds after a loss of which a game we actually played decent in and had a had a decent chance of winning. You, for you to say I can't even believe this team was ranked fourth in the, in the country was, like, really too soon and way too direct. I swear if I'd said anything remotely close to you about Duke after a loss like that, I I don't think I would be friends or we'd talk in the next 24 hours. Like, But this is, this is his act. This is what he does. He just hits you when you're down. Watch out for us at the tournament. We're, we're going to turn this season around. In terms of uh, big games this week, though, I, I did see what do we got? UConn Gonzaga on Friday. That's a big one. Yep. I, I don't know UConn, a lot about it. What? Do we, t- tell yeah. me a little bit more. <laughs> uh,
1: so two uh, two top ten teams. Uh, Gonzaga got uh got got beat uh th- this past weekend, but they are still a uh, a good team. This is not on their campus, but is in in Washington uh UConn had their only loss so far is at um at Kansas they beat UNC at MSG last week so they're still a they're they're still really good they just got um one one of their 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 starters back so they they're they're a very dangerous team I, I hate to say it but it's 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 very true and uh no, no, Your response should have been when I said that about being number four is how was Duke start started the season at, at number two? Here are two top five teams that have not lived up to top five uh, top five standards. And my my follow up question for you is: You said wait, we're going to turn this around. Wait for us, uh, you know, in March. When when are you turning it around? What's what's the date?
0: Oh, when we win the the, the conference tournament at the end, and we get the that's the only way we're going to be able to get in. We're, we're going to win the. Okay. We're going to win the big 10.
1: All right. So don't even worry about you until until March.
0: Got yeah. It. Yeah. Don't. And you know what? Don't even worry about us until we at least win out of the first round. We could lose in the first round that first night. And it's like, all right, Mr. NIT, let's do it. Let's go.
1: Well, still, still early December, still lots of things can happen. So it's definitely a, uh, definitely a rough start for you, especially with losing a couple of, uh of, of conference oh. games. In December, that was uh, definitely, definitely unexpected.
0: And the thing is, I don't even think the team's bad. We just, we, we have no shooters and you're, you can't run an offense with, without shooters. Like, I think we have a lot of nice players that do a lot of other things very well. And, and defensively, we have somehow miracled our way into being in a lot of games. And if we hit a couple shots in a row, it's like, Oh, here we go. Like it's a completely different team. It is a team that looks like they could be ranked within the top 25 of the country when the offense just works. But that is so infrequent, and there's no sign of, of a suddenly – like, it's, it's a large enough sample size at this point where they just can't shoot. Like, I don't think any of these guys are going to develop into shooters within the season. Like, that just seems ridiculous to have that kind of improvement to happen. But that, that's what we're praying on. That, that's what we're hoping on. Are there, are there any other games we should be looking forward to this week? Because i got to get out of Michigan State talk. I, I gotta,
1: I... <laughs> yes, yes, we have a a huge, a huge game we got it's actually they're going to overlap a little bit but real good one CBS classic uh there's four teams they they round robin every year change it up but that is going to be uh UK versus uh, UNC that's at 5:30 but then the, the the biggest one biggest one of the weekend quite possibly the biggest one of the year so far is going to be Arizona versus Purdue at a at a neutral site that is the number one Arizona and number three Purdue in the country. Huge clash in December. Uh, Purdue's got the, the the one loss where they got they got upset. Arizona is still undefeated. So, you know, Edie. It seems like it's always these, these smaller schools that give them trouble. But when they go up against the, you know, the, the, the power five schools, they they know exactly what they're doing. They were able to take care of uh, Alabama it was a little dicey, but it to take care of them. But that is at four 30. And I would say, clear your schedule. There's no college football. You know, that's going to be the start of uh, I think the second NFL game, watch this game over, over football. This is it. Um, and then that, uh, that uh, UNC Kentucky game, both of these uh, offenses, very potent this year. Uh, uh, Kentucky, uh, at one point this year, had uh, sixty over 69 points at half. I think UNC has done done the same. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, UNC put 100 points on uh, on Tennessee, and Tennessee is regarded as one of the, the top five defenses in the country. So I think you're going to see. You know, you like the NBA. You like scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game.
0: Purdue's going to lose by at least 20. It Ooh, won't even, won't even okay. be close. Won't even be close. It, the game's gonna be over by the time Edie gets even over half court. It's gonna be such a blowout. And even if it isn't, I Purdue Purdue couldn't close a locked door. Man, these guys cannot win a close game. They barely they got so lucky against Alabama. There's a whole lot of other things that if Alabama was just a little bit more careful with the ball, that they they could have had it. And then if there was just at least one more whistle, which it was an argumentative call. I, I was happy they didn't blow the whistle, but they easily could have. And, and Alabama's way more in striking distance of winning that game than, than the final score really portrays I, I'm not I'm just not sold the offense is great when it goes to Edie I just don't think that they have enough other guys to do anything else and they kind of freeze at the end of the game and Edie can't get the ball to himself in the post he, he's not that type nope. of player he needs the ball in very particular positions to be effective and he's very effective in those like I, I'm not taking away the talent and the dominance that he has but I just think this team's so predictable at the end of the game. And if you just take away that one thing, or if he's ever in foul trouble, which is another thing that you can do because they're not the most sophisticated defense either. I, I, I just see tons of vulnerabilities on Purdue. I, I, I know the last two games were the ones that they struggled and they even won the one in Alabama, but the Northwestern game I watched and that was just a huge wake up call for the vulnerabilities of that team. I, I, I'm i not in on them. I, I think Arizona is a real safe bet against them. And what do I know about college basketball? We'll, we'll be seeing that <laughs> as we follow up into the next week. Um, this was not the only basketball that was played this week. There was a bit of an NBA in-season tournament happening. I don't I don't know if you caught that. And there was a champion and a banner and an MVP. The Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Indiana Pacers 123-109 and LeBron James was awarded the MVP. I I know you you were bitter about all of this and we even lost some money, especially Davis cost us some money after having a massive 41-20 and 5 game. This was a good. Impre- this was a really impressive performance. I thought LeBron was spectacular all tournament, and I could say a whole lot of nice things about him. But that wasn't even the most impressive thing that I saw the entire tournament. I don't think Tyrese Halliburton had a turnover the entire tournament. Like, I don't think he had one of the championship game. I don't think he had one in the conference game. I don't think he had one of the whatever the semis before that. I, every every big game he's been in, every national TV game he's been in, I don't think he's had a turnover. That's incredible for the, for the amount of usage he's using, having and and the amount of times he has the ball very very impressive for Tyrese Halliburton. wasn't enough to beat the lakers not entirely shocked by this i am going to let you destroy it now all right what do you, what's what's wrong with all of this why what did you not like about all of it
1: uh well they put the lakers in clearly the uh the e- easiest group so they had a cakewalk uh had a cakewalk in the in, in in the playoffs uh not none of the the top west teams were in it uh i don't think the nuggets really cared about it uh, it was clear that lebron cared about it a a a lot so I think he made made an extra effort. It makes sense uh, because this is going to be the future of the of the NBA. that definitely was popular enough that, and they they want to sell this. They want to sell this to somebody. They I don't know if it's going to be Amazon or what. But when this rights package comes up, there's going to be a specific or maybe multiple uh, networks that are going to say, "Hey, I want I want the in season tournament games." Uh, I think it's crazy that. Uh, I'm seeing people saying we got to do another one of these. We, you know, after Christmas, we should do another in season tournaments. Like guys settle down. This was the first time they did it. I could easily see this, that, Oh, it was pretty competitive this time, maybe a little bit. And then there's just diminishing return for sure. Diminishing returns. If you do multiple in the same season. And then especially, so, I mean, I way back in the day, the all-star game used to be competitive, but then it's like, eh, you know, it's just kind of fun. doesn't, doesn't really matter. I, I think that is a concern. Uh, I think that they're going to tweak it. I think they're going to make it even even better going forward, um, but I, I think that they will have still. They're going to they're going to have to make tweaks. This I, I get on Saturday, not wanting to have any other games, just kind of standalone. I thought the timing of it was really good. That it was the week after conference uh, championships for football. So the only game that was uh, football wise that was on was uh, the Army Navy game. So it's like they were able to own the whole Saturday night. Uh, you know, just kind of going against college basketball and i, I don't think they're, they're too concerned uh concerned with that but no games on sunday like we kind of already, already touched on it a little bit but it's like why why were there no games yesterday and because of the tournament there's been a few times that just like there's just no basketball it's like wh- why why is there no basketball it, it, i don't know i think I, I think it's just some some of it it's like i should be more mature and adult and say all right yeah there's no basketball like i'll just do something else but i think it's just i still have that uh like whiplash from COVID, where wait, what do you mean? Why is there no basketball? Like something bad happens. Like no, no, it's just the scheduling. But I very much agree with you that you know zero games yesterday, thirteen games today, and there's going to be all this week. Is going to be a lot of games? And so Anthony Davis was awesome on rest, but now he's going to have to play three and four nights. Like how many does he sit? And or I mean, I hope he doesn't get hurt. But all right, does he get banged up? And now you know we're not seeing this this level.
0: I I already wanted to bring to the attention of the Lakers schedule going forward because Davis and and LeBron James were just so good that I I was shocked that they even had that sort of effort this early in the season. I really thought they had to kind of work throughout the season to get in a little bit better shape and kind of turn that, that switch on to just a competitive playoff mode. But they're going to play the Mavericks tomorrow night, and then following that they're going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Who have yet to still win a game in a really long time? I believe they're on a. 16. Who, who
1: wins first, the Spurs or the Pistons? I think not the, even looking at schedule, just like you know, just on, on vibes.
0: Spurs. Okay. I look. They have they have the the number one pick. I I just think that that's regardless of what Detroit did over the offseason, they didn't get that. So that if you're the Spurs, I'm I'm giving you that. You you need you need to win a game because at least you got that. I, I'm curious is, to see uh, da- if Davis is going to play the following game and if that is actually going to be San Antonio's first win in a really long time. And it's going to be because LeBron and Davis rested after they played the Mavericks, of which they could have easily spaced all of this out. And if they had a, a second game for other teams on, on Sunday, like just, there was a better way, I feel like, to do all of this. I also think that they need to redo the the semis, the the conference uh, finals for for the tournament. I like having it in the same location, but I think they need to have them in two locations within Vegas so that they can stagger the games rather than have one right after another. I, I like that they at least gave us the opportunity to see both of them, but the timing of them was just so kind of clunky. Of what a five o'clock and a nine o'clock start, it, it's it's just it's a it's a harder sell when when you generally show all the other games at seven thirty and ten thirty, and to pick that game to have it even weirder. I didn't, it didn't make it feel more special to me. It felt it a little bit more odd to me than, than I think. I think they could change that, though. These are all like very fixable things, as well as the point differential for who gets in. I don't know if we need to have more games or a better tiebreaker, but I, I like the in-season tournament overall. I, I, I'm, I'm walking away from this thinking this was really fun. What I, what I kind of envisioned in the long term of all this, or at least what I thought this tournament would be like, is I thought this tournament would be over and then it would be, like, February. Like, we'd be right after this. It's like, all right, playoffs are right around the corner. Like, we're we're right into it. This was so early into the year that we're, we're like, two weeks out from Christmas right now. And, and it used to feel like the season didn't really start until after Christmas. I, I wanted this to take up more time. And now that it's over and it felt kind of short and rushed, I, I almost wish it was longer or at least lasted a little bit more into the season. Because there's a ton of games of this regular season still left. Do you have any interest in maybe rescheduling this or extending the schedule or putting it at a different time of year.
1: I, I don't, I, I actually have a, a an almost like the opposite uh, look at it. I, I think it'd be difficult with the, with the scheduling, but I would have preferred if uh, rather than it being, Hey, it's, you got to remember Tuesdays and Fridays, those are tournament days. If it was just condensed. So it was just all the tournament games were all over a two or a three week span and then that way, it's not okay. Is it? Is it a Tuesday? All right, so it's Tuesday. So the, oh, these are in tournament games. It's just like you just know it starts. I don't know. You know, November fifteenth, and then it's done by December fifteenth, and you just know in that block everything is tournament related. And then I think that would uh, I, I think I would like that more.
0: I, I I'm not sure. I, I haven't exactly figured out the strategy of some of the teams that didn't get into the tournament. Like, how much rest did Denver actually get from that? Like, is that the future Lakers move next year where they're like, cool, we won. They could name the award after LeBron now, whatever. And and from here on, we're going to enjoy the week vacation you get if you don't make the tournament. Like, there's there's definitely games that still happen, but I, I do think there was an I advantage. Think
1: it's a, I don't think it's a, like a week's worth because everybody, except for uh, the Lakers and the Pacers, they only played two games last week.
0: Yeah, and they did have a lot so of it rest. A, it was
1: a light. It was a light week for everybody. If you made the championship, you had to play one more game. But even there, there were no games on Sunday. I'm not sure if the. I think the Lakers don't play till tomorrow, so uh, two days off. That, that that's pretty standard.
0: All right. Well, now that we're back into the regular season, and the in-season tournament is over, and things are essentially back. Yeah, can
1: we talk about the actual good teams and not these uh these fake good teams in this little little mini tournament.
0: All right. Well, well, what good teams would you like to talk about? Because don't don't put Boston in there right now. They lost to the team that we had an opportunity to talk about.
1: Best team in the East right now. You know where the Pacers are? They're at five. You know where the Lakers are in the West? Five. There are four. There are eight teams better than these teams.
0: Not in the tournament. We just had a tournament. Yeah, I don't. You can't. You can't take Some, away yeah, the somehow. tournament. Somehow
1: nope. we have the best record and we had to go play at Indiana. Yeah, that see that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and if we're so no, good, why do
0: we win? We're so good, why do we win? Number one team in the East. We didn't
1: have Porzingis.
0: Oh, oh, all right, okay. Well, we would have any more excuses because we I'm sure the other team's had we some injuries. Hurt.
1: Name them. On, on Indiana, I think the Pacers messed up getting rid of getting rid of Tice.
0: Oh no, I don't. I don't. I, I like that they're kind of small and, and lanky, and they they just have some. I, I, I think everyone is so confident to say that we we messed up on giving up on Naismith, and I I I just want to remind everyone that like it, uh, he's a great player. I'm excited for him. Who is he gonna play over? Who who is Naismith gonna play over on the, no, on the Celtics roster? Like I how,
1: how, who's saying who's saying that we should have kept Naismith? We we got Malcolm Brogdon for him. He was the sixth man of the year. He got kind of injured down the stretch, but I I'm not gonna hold that against him. And then we were able to turn Malcolm Brogdon into Drew Holiday. I'd much rather have Drew Holiday than Naismith.
0: I'm, I'm I'm agree I'm mean, we in agreement I'm not arguing with you it just feels on the broadcast they always seem to bring it up like oh Neesmith wants wants to get revenge on the Celtics and I like i I understand all that but it's also the Celtics kind of did the best thing for him possible he would have never played in Boston he's getting never. an opportunity to be the player he is now he would have never gotten that in Boston he could have been caught next year and then who knows what never gets an opportunity so I'm happy for them all but it just feels like on the broadcast they they're, they're kind of just being like oh you know, a whole lot of what ifs for the Celtics here as if we went on to not be that successful or that like that was a, a real fork in the road of, of a decision to make here. I, I, I'm i happy for him, though. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not just I does feel like on the broadcast that they, they're they're jabbing at the Celtics a little bit for trading this guy who's then been successful against us for two nights out of this whole year. He, he's kicked our ass like every time we faced him. What other teams would you like to talk about? i is, not, is back.
1: concerned. I'm not I'm not scared of the Pacers.
0: Persegas is back are we we're, we're back to being the, the better team now we were not going to lose to Indiana on the road
1: I'm not saying that we're never going to lose like another game again but I'm just saying if we if the season ended today and we had to play the Pacers in a seven game series that's not a uh-oh uh, still still Miami is at the top of that list despite all of their struggles uh they would be like a much bigger concern than than the Pacers would be
0: I I think you're underestimating the Pacers and the Lakers
1: if if they're they're if they're so good, they will move up in the rankings, and we will you know we'll we'll talk about them even even more if uh you know if that if that's the case. I I do have some games that I'm looking forward to to watching this week, even though they're not in season tournament games, they're regular season games that go towards this really big championship that's in in June. Uh, people might have forgotten about it, but tomorrow you've already mentioned it. Uh, Lakers at Mavericks. Just interested to see. All right, Lakers won the uh, the this tournament. Now it's going in, but you know going at the Mavericks uh you know going against Luka just kind of seeing like what what sort of juice do they have is there a little bit of a in season championship hangover you know this is all new new territory so I'm interested there then on uh Wednesday Pacers at Bucks so all right little little revenge factor kind of see all right now uh you know I'm interested to see how, both how the Bucks uh react and to see just kind of how their fans if uh you know they they got a little, little little extra since this is a team that just knocked their their team out and then uh, my, my third one, uh, Magic, number two in uh, in the East right now, coming to Boston. And they have beat us, what, is it five times in a row? And I'm just wondering, okay, Friday night. Friday night in, in Boston. We we get a good crowd on Friday night. And I think especially with, uh, you know, that last in-season pool game, or it wasn't the last one, but the 2nd last one where the, the, the Magic beat us. And I think the, the Magic want to continue to beat us after a uh, – an Eddie house comment that seemed pretty small, but if that's what motivates them. So I just think, uh, you know, the two teams top of the East, uh, you know, I think the, you know, CC with the Celtics can, uh, can, can pull off.
0: I'm, I'm excited for all those games. So some good talent out there. I can't believe you're just so against the tournament. All of this, this is just so pro basketball. You're going to be, you're going to be a little bitter about all this just because the Lakers won like this. this yes, I
1: definitely, this I is definitely all, am. this is
0: all just so pro basketball. This is all good things. It's like, it's like saying, How you don't is like. It good? was it good it was it was fun it was an extra thing it made the regular season matter a little bit more and we're crazy people and care about every regular season game but the majority of people don't it's got a whole lot of attention we got to get the Indiana Pacers on national TV more times than they've ever been like they, that's exciting that a team that is blatantly disrespected in the representation took power into their own end and put themselves on TV they were almost successful but that wouldn't have happened without this regular season without this in-season tournament I, I look, we're we're gonna get all the attention in the world. I'm all for observing and watching every single Boston Celtics game possible. We're we're a good team. I I, I just thought it was fun to highlight some of the other teams. Are there any other good teams you want to talk about, or is it just the Celtics who honestly haven't even been that good the last couple weeks? We've been all right. Porzingis coming back is definitely an improvement, but I I thought the Pacers took that game away from us, and there's there's not a whole lot I could really say about it. I, I the one thing I I thought was weird was that. The Lakers basically went bully ball against Indiana, and Indiana has no real bully to go back at them with. And yet Milwaukee didn't do that at all. Like I am shocked that how Davis was able to look so dominant, but Giannis wasn't able to get that done. Like it just seems like everything was a little backwards and all that. I, I'm pro the tournament. I'm fine talking about the Celtics. Are there any other teams we could talk about?
1: you got anything on the uh on, on the Cavaliers because I'm pulling up the, the Celtic schedule and in a weird uh quirk we were playing the Cavaliers in Boston on Tuesday and then we we're playing the Cavaliers in Boston on Thursday
0: I did see that I that's weird I, some of these scheduling it, it's <laughs> I can't explain it I know that they wanted to make them a little bit more like some baseball outings where the team doesn't have to travel as much so you kind of get your two games out and the East you're done and and bounce back somewhere else I, I'm not sure I like I like doing it though I, I I I'm not I'm not scared of the Cavs. It's really really my opinion of it. I I I don't I think it's just a matter of time for Donovan Mitchell leaves. I don't think Mobley's made the improvements they were hoping on. I think Struess has been a success there, but it's also kind of ridiculous how reliant they already are on Struess with without like any of the improvements from last year. Just feels like he's just plugging a lot of the holes that they had, and it's not nearly enough. I'm not worried about them. I I, I bring on bring on the Cavaliers. I. I uh, am. An,
1: un- an unfortunate news. Uh, Mitchell Robinson on the uh, on the Knicks uh, getting ankle surgery, and it will be reevalu reevaluated in eight to ten weeks. Uh, so that's that, that's unfortunate because when you're getting reevaluated re- reevaluated, doesn't mean you're coming back. It means probably even even longer after that. And I thought he'd been playing real well for uh, for the Knicks. I thought he uh, was kind of moving away from just being this like in, like super athlete and was kind of understanding the defense a little bit more and not just kind of jumping for for every pump fake and there was just some really positive news that came out about him personally and just uh just really really unfortunate for him
0: yeah it stinks i I'm, I'm bummed about losing players but i i got good news we got a good player who's coming back soon that john morant suspension it's it's wrapping up real real soon and, and i know memphis season is it's 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 done it's In shot trouble. Sh- it, it's shot to shambles i i can't even like I just think if this guy is the player that we've seen in the past, I can't wait to watch him come in and fly and just take the league. Like He he should be even extra motivated. I am I'm I think he should be even extra spicy towards everyone else in the league. It's me against the world, John. Just let's see what you got. I'm I'm kind of excited to see that. I know the team's it not that great. It is a little
1: bit of him versus the world because it's not just his suspension. They've got so many injuries over there.
0: It's a awful year for them. And it started with him, and I think that they – Originally wanted to blame him for it all, and they, they easily could have. But the second steven Adams went out, and then Smart went out, and then they made the trade for Smart, and that is you, the return you got isn't there? Like that, that stinks. Jaron Jackson is just Luke Luke
1: Canard's hurt.
0: Jaron Jackson is just not the type of Brady player Clark, you, you need to put that sort lot. of weight load on. I, I, he's really good, but he, I don't think you need to be this relying on him for scoring and playmaking. He he should just be a defensive guy. And he's very good at that. It's. It's hard to stretch him out to a whole lot more. They're in a tough spot, but I, I'm excited. Jock's coming back, right? Another good player that's going to be. Is that,
1: us- is that this week or uh, or next week? I saw the headline saying that uh, Adam Silver was going to meet with him personally, so I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I knew it was soon. But is, is it this week?
0: All right. So it, it could be the as soonest as he could play, I think, is next Tuesday. So it, it, we'll probably have next week's podcast and be talking about it. And Silver said in a press conference recently that he will be meeting with Jaw this week. And he is unaware if jaw has completed whatever he, he has a checklist of approval that he has to, to go. That's by right. Again. That's right. Yeah. So
1: it did. And is that still standing? Cause I seem to remember when that initially came out, the first like gut reaction was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I remember the, uh, the players association kind of pushing back saying, well, wait a minute. What, what do you mean? He's got to like hit a checklist of goals. Like other players don't have to do that. You know, that that's not fair. So I, I never didn't really remember how that, I'm Got not out.
0: I'm not even sure how much Silver is even in charge of all that because he even said to my knowledge uh I'll have to check on on his whatever checklist or to-do list or the their expectations for him uh he he didn't even comment on whether it had been completed or or incomplete he he said to his knowledge that's what we're waiting on and, it, and so like I okay. don't even know if it's the team who who's who's like maybe they're the ones being like all right this this is kind of what we want to happen here and it might not even be as strict as it sounds it's just that they're they're asking for something for him and in to just gain that trust back and i don't i don't know what it is i doubt we'll ever find out what it is but that is the only reason i don't think he'll be back next week so unless that and that'll be a story of its own but i i do imagine he'll be playing very very soon and that'll be fun to have he's going to be dunking on someone real soon b- before you even know it
1: that's yeah that that'll be good yeah that's a good uh good positive story of a guy that's good at basketball should still be good at basketball, you know, because it was just because of the suspension. He's not coming off an injury. So I'm assuming he's he's working hard, so should come back. And, you know, there's obviously probably going to be a little bit of rust, but shouldn't, shouldn't take too long to shake that off. And, th- yeah, that's going to be fun for highlights.
0: Yeah. Any other basketball talk you want to get to?
1: No, no I think, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a lot of basketball. Uh, It'll, it'll be interesting with a, with a full week. Just kind of see where everything kind of shakes out after the in season tournament. We kind of set our eyes for, uh, you know, Christmas
0: it's still it's still it's still a ways away like i i feel like i was expecting this tournament to be over like the halfway half the season would be on they they really auto branded the in-season tournament with the mid-season tournament like i was told it was gonna be a mid-season tournament and that it was gonna happen closer to the middle and i can't get that out of my mind like i, I just I, I thought it would be way closer to the season being over when the reality is we're in their first week of second week of december year and there's so much so much regular season left
1: it was almost more at the beginning of the year tournament
0: it very, very much was, which is fine. I don't mind kicking it all off like that. Uh, all right. In, in other news, uh, while we do a quick little outro here, Otani, he signed a $700 million contract with the Dodgers. I can't even say it without it sounding ridiculous. Like It just sounds like some company bought something for, for a ridiculous amount of money because that is the only size number you ever see that related to. A player, 10 years, $700 million. I, I, Will we ever see anything like this again? Or is this just... Where we're going with this, I, I I don't know where to fall. It's like, it's like literally almost half a million more than like the next guy. It's it's insane. I think it's deserving. I think it's justified. I think you'd make the argument for it. But man, that is so much money, and I can't believe it's going to LA. i A. I'm not. I don't really. We're not baseball guys, but, damn. <laughs> what else can you say to this?
1: It, it really it really is. It's a, it's a huge number. I mean, he's such a unique player. Where there's times where he's leading, you know, the league in strikeouts. Uh, as a pitcher and leading the league in home runs. So either way is, all right, that player is going to get a lot of money with uh, the, you know, MLB doesn't have a, have a salary cap. They just have the, the, the luxury tax, but yeah, 70 million a year. I, I mean, we will see it just, that's the way inflation works. And as we go along, there's going to be more money in sports. So eventually other things will, uh, you know, catch up, which is wild that he's going to make pretty much like, like twice as much as uh as, uh, as, uh, as Jalen, and Jalen's the highest-paid guy in the NBA, and it's not even more; it's double. So, a lot of money. Kudos to him. He's uh, getting—I believe—he's getting Tommy John surgery, so he's not even going to be able to pitch until 2025. I think he will still be able to, uh, to to hit, which is still what most players are able to do. You either can pitch or can hit, so it's still uh w- worthwhile. But yeah glad to see him uh off of the angels because it makes no sense how the angels can have two generational players and just be terrible uh for years and years and years so yeah get him out of there get him on tv let people know about him
0: yeah no that's exciting it would be nice to see him to be in a game that actually matters or at least make the playoffs to i I mean we've never seen a guy like him be in that like that situation so like that should be that should be what he's trying to do and i'm I, i guess i'm happy for him for getting the money and that's as close to home as he's going to get. So uh, Toronto, I, I know that was flirting around there for quite quite some time. And I just didn't see the rumor logistically where he wasn't that in love with this country and was very interested in being able to travel back. I don't know. Good good, good for him. We'll, we'll see where that goes forward. Don't expect a whole lot of baseball talk from us going forward. But uh, what can we do? Uh, what you could do, though, is subscribe and follow us. Little column A, little column B podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. As well as you can follow Zach on his X account, which is...
1: Wicked Z-Man 24.
0: Follow us on there. March Madness is around the corner. More bets and more embarrassing stuff happening to me soon. We'll have the shirtless consequence, the shirtless ski, uh, I don't know, what do we even call that? Shirtless ski ski run, something like that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Working on that. Coming up soon, getting cold. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back next week. Little column A, little column B.